Hey everybody, it's Rob and Joseph again with another bonus track on Deep Dives and Deep Cuts. This is where we talk about all the stuff, or at least a lot of the stuff, we didn't get to talk about last time, last episode. And and we're probably uh, going to go over some some new stuff too, some, and whatever crosses our mind. How you doing, Joseph? I'm doing okay. Um, we, so this is our third bonus track episode and we are um we are just taking this idea out for a spin still so um (laughs) so we're i think every time we do it we're trying a slightly different format to figure out something that works Uh uh so um i think we'll do something slightly different than than what we did last time and i i i think what I'm trying to say is um, that we're asking our listeners to bear with us as we kind of figure out what these mini episodes are kind of all about. So yeah. so we appreciate everybody's patience. And, and, and it really is a bonus episode. It really is a bonus track because because there's so much going on with with what we do and what we talk about and stuff gets cut out or or we just don't have time to talk about the things we want to talk about. And we really want to talk about these things. First thing I want to talk about is sort of the elephant in the room, the weird energy of of last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cuz that was a right? um that was a pretty chaotic episode. Um not when it comes comes to the content and the oh music, God, no. all, the music all, all of that that was great but there was a there was a weird energy i mean i've i've been you know i've listened to it a couple of times and differently uh-huh. from a just you and i being sort of not rhythmically connected this is that was kind of our rough roughest episode we, um, and that's kind of yeah. weird for us because we're usually yeah. even. I mean, even off the air, we're usually pretty. You know, we pretty much play off each other. We work well, well together. And and I I know exactly what it was. It uh-huh. was um uh, <clears throat> well, it was me. Because <laughs> I well, so when when we recorded like five minutes before we started, yeah, I I said goodbye to my last guest. So I had thrown a game night and so it was just like i was coming off of one type of energy and jumping right into a very very different thing yeah i was kind of like tired wired so i i was you know because not only have we been playing board games and everything for the last five hours but before that it was a lot of preparation and i cooked a meal you know got all the food ready and and all of that so i was just kind of tired off my game and i think it was throwing everything off um and i want to thank you rob for like going with the flow as much as you could even though i didn't really have a flow <laughs> going well, with the uh, non-flow <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily assume it was your fault i, I think i i just felt like there was some weirdness going on and, yeah, and, yeah. and it wasn't just you it was, it was both of us so this episode we're gonna try and make it up um we, we also had to cut out a lot um both for time and also there was just some you thought the 
final episode, final result was awkward. You should have heard it before it was edited. <laughs> <laughs> so there were there were a couple of chunks that that were removed completely that I would like to circle back and and cover. So okay. we are recording this on the Fourth of July. Happy Fourth yeah. of July to you, Rob. Oh well. Thanks. Um, it's been crazy today. I will just tell you this. It, it yeah. where I live in Mendocino, it's you know it's a tourist destination, and of course everything's opening back up and people are wanting to go, you know, to their seaside getaway, um, which is where I live and work. And uh, so it's been nonstop wall to wall people. Oh yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> cool. So one of the things, um, like I think the logical place to start. Um, mm -hmm. One of one of my favorite segments um, of a rundown episode. Uh, certainly one that t that requires the most amount of preparation. I had to cut from the October, so I thought we'd oh, just yeah. circle back and. Um, Talk a little bit about what was going on in October of 1978. Sure. Uh, so you wanna you you wanna tackle that now? Or are you up for a little a little history lesson? I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Okay. Here's what go, was going on in October of 1978. Movies of note were Halloween, The Wiz, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, nice. Faces of Death, The Deer Hunter, and Superman. Yeah, I, I you know, it's funny. I, I remember very well talking about this originally, and all of those movies uh, at some point, maybe without, maybe except for The Wiz, but all those movies at some point ended up on my movie shelf, um, sadly, mm -hmm. sadly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, real real mixed bag there. Uh, number one songs in the United States during October of 1978. Kiss You All Over by Exile. Hot Child in the City by Nick Gilder. MacArthur Park by Donna Summer. You Don't Bring Me Flowers. Barbara Streisand and Neil Diamond. And La Frique by Chic. Debuting TV, you had the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and different strokes. Hmm. Other notable events for 1978, Sid Vicious was charged with the murder of his girlfriend, Nancy. 918 members of the People's Temple die in Jonesburg, Jonestown, under the leadership of cult leader Jim Jones. Harvey Milk was assassinated. Serial killer John Wayne Gacy was arrested. And Spain becomes a democracy after 40 years of dictatorship. So uh, wow. it, was, it was Halloween all month long in 1978, apparently. <sighs> That's some crazy stuff going on in October of 78. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking for the format um, this time around, since we're kind of just playing around, um, let's just go down the list of albums that we covered last episode and just do some, like now that we've had a chance to, to listen to the episode and, you know, decompress and everything, just see if we have any, you know, follow-up questions about each one of these. So. Okay. 
Um, let's start with um, the album Stateless by Len Levick. Oh, does that sound about right? Len Levick, you got it, man. Good yeah, job. yeah, yeah. So any any new insights on this? Uh, yeah, I love her more than I did last week. Uh huh. And, and I loved her a lot last week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. I am looking forward to revisiting this album uh, in a month or so uh, once I've had a chance to kind of clear my head a little bit. Um, I don't think there's any reason why we can't just play another song from each one of these albums no, if, if we, we should, want yeah. to, right? Absolutely. So what would you... Um, do you have another favorite off of this album that you'd like to hear? Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, as long as as long as you don't pick uh, Lucky Number or I Think We're Alone Now, I pretty much like all of them about the same. So what, uh, what leaps out at you? Yeah, do you think we could play Momentary Breakdown? album is is a lot of fun because I, I tell you every time I listen to one of the songs there there are there's inevitably an artist that will pop up down the road that like springs to mind who is who seems like they were either directly or indirectly influenced mm-hmm. um, by Lene and um, when I listened to this song just now, I was thinking of the motels, and also I was hearing some um, "No Doubt" in there uh-huh. as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good stuff. I I love this album, and uh, I mean, I don't think there's a song on it. I well, I was gonna say I don't think there's a song on it. I I don't like. I don't like. I think we're alone now, and I think I made my. Yeah. my yeah, yep. I think I said yeah. that. Yeah. Um, unless it's the Japanese version, then I can stomach it. But uh, but this this album is great. Lynn Leivik is I don't know she's she's a true pioneer I think. Yeah. All right, let's uh, uh, talk about John Cooper Clark's. Okay. This is probably this is probably the section where my voice got the high highest pitched. <laughs> range going on. I really got worked up about about this one, but you know, as we were as we were talking last episode, I don't think I got a straight answer from you as far as did you have. It wasn't clear to me that you had a problem understanding what he was saying. In some of the songs, or or did you like like no. the first the first cut off this album? Could could you actually understand what he was saying? Do you know what that piece was about? Um. Well, so for the most part, I understood what he was saying. 
he's a poet who I sometimes have a hard time understanding what he's about. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I've got I've got a, a few friends scattered about the UK, and um, so I've I've picked up some of the the you know the uh, language barrier or, or at least the accent barrier uh, between there and here, um, but but I don't always understand him. Yeah, I, and I, I, more specifically, I'm talking about the audio quality of oh, the yeah. recording, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, as as I was editing the episode, um, you know, it's like you came back when when I voiced my objections. You came back with, "Well, he's a poet, and you gotta like." his poetry yeah. and everything yeah. and and that was really i want to be clear that was not didn't like <laughs> enter the conversation as far as my objection to the album because yeah. i am familiar with his what richard temple would call his slicker poppier stuff down the road right, right. and i really like that and i can understand every word he's saying even even though you know he he's got a very heavy English regional accent. Yeah. Um, but w- with this, I just, in fact, I, I think I want to just play a little bit of, of track one from this, just so that people, people can hear what I'm talking about, because I, I felt a little weird just playing that one track, which was so yeah. much more comprehensible than j- just about everything else on on the album. So just for clarity's sake, let's hear just a little bit of of the the first track. Christ, I need a wank buttered collie, wafting farts with a back issue of Janus. The bedsit was ten foot by three foot six, and housed three bachelors of diverse taste, age, and conduct. It was littered with old football programs. The only window was always shut owing to its being stuck by layer upon layer of gloss paint. The smell of rancid brown ale, pungent chip wrappings, and overflowing ashtrays, fused with the natural secretions of the three into a nauseous corporate. These and all these fucking air on the floor discovered Kevin as tiny avalanches of plaster peppered his ice cream. Maybe they're having a scrap, said Burks. The smart one. All right, so that was the serial part one of a way that was on De Fromage. Uh, and he, yeah, the, the quality of the recording, I mean, it's all recorded live, and it sounds like it's in a club or, or you know, uh, I don't know, a pub someplace. Um, so the quality is not all that great, uh, but I think that as far as John Cooper Clark, this is like a real DIY type of uh, type of thing for him, and I, I don't know. I think it's his style. As far mm-hmm. as do I enjoy it or do I do I appreciate the album? 
do I understand it? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I just now, as I went back and listened to this track a little bit, it was like I am in this small dark closet with no distractions. Yeah. So I was I was putting all of my energy into trying to decipher what he was saying and I could you know maybe last episode I exaggerated a little bit um as far as far as how incomprehensible it it was but but man I really I really had to focus and put all my energy into you know real effort into ferreting out what what the words were you know which which I just don't think is ideal I think that you should put your energy into the the story as opposed to trying to make out you know literally what word is coming after the next one so we talked a lot about Japan's album Um, oh yeah yeah I, I don't feel like I have any new insights in, into this, but I sure would enjoy listening to another song. Is um, this is another one that just about anything that we play, I'm good with. Yeah. Do you have a preference or? Um, yeah, I like suburban Berlin. still digging this band and I still feel like they were a bit ahead of their time as far as their sound and the vocals um I I, I might be you know I I don't know just to me it feels like some of the stuff I was listening to in the uh you know in the late 80s so I don't know I I like this song a lot just like I like pretty much all of the songs off Mm -hmm. of off of this album it's um you know, the first half of the song is sounding a little bit more like pop. And then the second half, it gets into that nice, funky, dirty white boy groove thing. That's right. You know, yeah. with the, that I... <laughs> that I gravitate to on the on this album i was i was thinking about that earlier today about the the funk sound and and how you really pick up on it i mean together you and i have listened to some pretty funky music together and uh and i i remember that that's it's one of your favorite grooves so you know listening to uh, japan's you know as you call it white boy funk it's it's got you written all over it man yeah yeah Okay, let's let's talk about the Flies debut album. Um, you know, I just I keep coming back 
to uh, We Don't Mind the Rave. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is like head and shoulders. Uh, that song is superior to anything else on the album. The, yeah. the, the rest of the stuff I either kind of don't like or am mildly okay with. But right. man, it's just sometimes you 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 come across a band or an album where there's just this one song that feels like man if they could have just gone in this direction and you know taken this as their their cue f moving forward right. they would have really been on to something yeah and i just particularly considering that this is 1978 and there, nobody else is making music like this one song. It really, it, you know, the more I think about it, the the kind of the higher in in my estimation this song goes. So even though we've heard this song before, it was. You know, it was at the end of an episode. There was no context. We didn't. Nobody had any idea what the what the song was or the band was. So I say we just listen to that song again because I, I don't know that there's any other song off of their debut album that I I think is you know very exciting to me. So yeah, let's yeah, let's go for it. We don't mind the Well, when we recorded the last episode, when we talked about the flies, um, the songs that we chose were Don't Moonlight on Me and Fun City. And I remember thinking, these songs I like. My favorite song on the album, I couldn't choose because we played it last you know, last yeah. episode. Yeah. So I'm glad that we actually got to go back and revisit this this tune because it's, yeah. it's a really good song. And I'm, I agree with you. If they had stuck with that and just made this their model... Yeah. what they wanted to do I think they would have they would have been big real big yeah yeah I I, I think so too I, I, it's just like in an alternate universe uh, you know maybe maybe we would have seen them you know be one of the the truly ground breaking bands if yeah. if they had yeah if, if they had chosen that path uh, so when we were in in the last episode uh when we were talking about japan i said that there were two songs that i had picked that after i'd picked them and listened to them i realized that 
some of the lyrics were a little problematic or dated. Uh Um, And I didn't, I forgot to mention that the second song that I was referring to was Fun City uh, by The Flies, which was my pick. Um, Because they're throwing around the B word uh, uh, several times during that song. And so I was, I, you know, I was talking about how Japan, when you actually listen to when they were throwing around the N-word, right. um, well, I shouldn't say throwing around because they, they only used it once, but it was very deliberate choice that, that they made. And it was, if you actually thought about it, they were, they were making a an anti-racist statement, you know, or a a statement about racism. I cannot say that for, for fun city. I think it was just, I think it was a, uh, uh, used in a fairly misogynistic way that wasn't intentional as far as any sort of, uh, commentary or criticism of that mindset mm-hmm. uh so you know i'd already picked the song so i i just picked a segment of the song that that didn't use it but that was you know i kind of left that hanging you know the little teaser that there was another song where that was kind of an issue and then i forgot to mention it so <laughs> well here we go that's why we're yep. here yep that's right so the other place in last episode where my my voice got really high and shrill when I was talking about was when we were talking about Ecstasy's go-to. Of because course. I, I just get so excited about that band. I, I mean, even though they are my second favorite new wave band behind Talking Heads, I get more excited talking about ecstasy and stranglers than, than I do talking heads. So yeah. as as much as I love and admire talking heads, I think I'm a little bit more passionate about ecstasy. Yeah. Um, uh, as evidenced in my um, performance last week. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a kid with a toy. You just couldn't contain yourself. You were so patient and and gracious uh, about that letting me just like go off and do my thing because you were you were trying to get a word in edgewise and i i was just like i was boom i i had <laughs> i i had lift off i was a projectile going at 90 miles an hour <laughs> Well, I think so, you also you also let me know that you were pretty wired, like as far as, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, no, that was okay. I actually really enjoyed hearing your excitement. <laughs> so a whole segment that we had to cut out for time was the, the part where we talked about the cover of uh, Ecstasy's second album, Go To. Um, so I thought right. we would just talk about it now. Um, so it is it is a black and white cover. It is a black background with just white text. This is one big block of like classic old school typewriter font text. Um, no paragraphs or anything, just a big block of text. And... 
of all of the albums that I've ever owned, and I did have this as a record. Uh, this is this is the the album cover that I've spent the most time looking at, just because, you know, I loved reading it. Um, so I thought it might be fun um, to just read what this this uh, album cover says. I I really um, appreciate that because I was going to ask you at least what the gist was. So yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. And this was, you know, I had this before, long before I was interested in uh, graphic design or anything like that. So this was all new to me and it, it kind of blew my mind at the time. Um, <clears throat> so here is the copy on the front of Ecstasy's second album called Go To. This is a record cover. This writing is the design upon the record cover. The design is to help sell the record. We hope to draw your attention to it and encourage you to pick it up. When you have done that, maybe you'll be persuaded to listen to the music. In this case, Ecstasy's go-to album. Then we want you to buy it. The idea being that the more of you that buy this record, the more money Virgin Records, the manager Ian, Ian Reed, and Ecstasy themselves will make. To the aforementioned, this is known as pleasure. A good cover design is one that attracts more buyers and gives more pleasure. This writing is trying to pull you in, much like an eye-catching picture. It is designed to get you to read it. This is called luring the victim and you are the victim. But if you have a free mind, you should stop reading now because all we are attempting to do is to get you to read on. Yet this is a double bind because if you indeed, if you indeed stop, you'll be doing what we tell you. And if you read on, you'll be doing what we wanted all along. And the more you read on, the more you're falling for the simple device of telling you exactly how a good commercial design works. They're tricks. And this is the worst trick of all because it's describing the trick while trying to trick you. And if you read this far, you, then you're tricked. But you wouldn't have known this unless you read this far. At least we're telling you directly instead of seducing you with a beautiful or haunting visual that may never tell you. We're letting you know that you ought to buy this record because in essence it's a product and products are to be consumed and you are a consumer and this is a good product. We could have written the band's name in special lettering so that it stood out and you'd see it before you read any of this writing and possibly have bought it anyways. What we are really suggesting is that you are foolish to buy or not buy an album merely as a consequence of the design on its cover. This is a con because if you agree, you'll probably like the writing, which is the cover design and hence the album inside. But we've just warned you against that. The con is a con. A good cover design could be considered as one that gets you to buy the record, but that never actually happens to you because you know it's the design for the cover. 
and this is the record cover. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That that's that's it. And then you flip yeah. it over, and it's got writing on the back. And then you open up the sleeve, and it's got writing on the sleeve in the same vein. Um, in the okay, okay. You you have absolutely no idea what kind of music is on this album from this cover. I mean, usually the 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 album designs try and capture the mood or something but here yeah. you just you have no idea i mean it well, could here, be a, here what they've done is a jazz used album the, or yeah. whatever yeah what, what they've done here is they've used subliminal suggestion to capture the mind of the person in the record store and uh, yeah <laughs> well it was we, it it was very like late 70s diy punk thing you know yeah, it's pretty damn cool man yeah yeah always loved it always you know if if anyone ever asked me you know what my favorite album covers are this this would be on a short list i think i've always oh nice. al always really appreciated that uh so there is no way that we're not gonna play another ecstasy song um off of this album because you and I both absolutely love this. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, how about mechanic dancing? Yeah. I have to say, I think I probably would have chosen that one myself. Um, I, you're right. I love this album, and I have actually listened to it a couple times since the episode that we recorded, um, and and uh, I like it even more. I mean, you know, you know how how I enjoyed the first album. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that first mm -hmm. album. I enjoyed this one even more so now. Yeah. And and I'm still bummed out that this is the album that they have divorced themselves from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, put a pin in that as far as ecstasy goes and circle back uh, when we talk about what's coming up in next next episode because, ah, of course, our that. deep, deep, deep dive is going to be on ecstasy. So let's talk about um, the Saints' third album, Prehistoric Sounds. I don't feel like I have much to add to this other than to clarify. I, I think this is the one that that has the Otis Redding cover on it. Yes. Isn't, yes. Yes. And um, I just want to point out a, a my my tongue took a misstep. So when we were talking about Otis Redding, I, I said that's not, he's not really my favorite kind of funk. I meant soul. I mean, mm -hmm. he's he's got some funk to it, but he is primarily one of the premier soul artists. Oh, yeah. of of the 60s and uh, it just this and you know anyone who's listened for a fair amount of time knows that sometimes 
I mean one word and another word comes out. Um, happens all the time. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yes, I want to acknowledge... I am aware that he to to refer to him primarily as a funk artist is um, was not my intention. He is he is a soul artist, and and I, I do have an album of his, like a couple of compilations. Yeah, you know, because when I was going, you know, at the time, well, when I really got into funk, that was because I really got into soul, and then that led me to the the funk stuff. So when I was going through that phase, I got, you know, I got a couple of his albums and just, or compilations and just didn't really click with him. I was much more of a Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Wynette, Aretha Franklin kind of guy. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, he's, he's, he's good. You can't, you, you mentioned how he was one of the big ones he's definitely one of the founding fathers so i think we can we can go there and i also want to say by the way i'm supposed to be your backup as far as catching you on those uh miss you know misspoken words and phrases and i'm i'm really bad at it <laughs> so anyways we are talking about the saints um you you love the saints and and i'm i'm pretty ambivalent about them <laughs> yeah yeah um, but let's, so let's move on to penetration, oh, yeah. which I am getting more and more excited about. I, I've listened to a couple more times. I feel like things are starting to fall into place. Um, for me, as far as like clicking with it, cause they're, they're really visionary, but it's like every song kind of sounds like something else that's going to happen 20 years down the road. Uh-huh, right. You know? And right. um, I just... I... The more I listen to this album, the more I'm kind of... Because, you know, last week I was talking about how I was really impressed with the innovative sound and the visionary scope of the album but wasn't really finding much of a personal connection mm -hmm. i think i'm i'm starting to get there so i've i've been really enjoying um this album over the last week nice well so i have a question did you choose a song to play for tonight's episode um I, you know what? I haven't actually thought about it. Um, I, I am for the most part digging on just about every song off of this uh -huh. album. Cool. Uh, what, what about you? Do you have another, another well, favorite? I'm kind of going the route that you're going. Um, I like them more every time I listen to them, and I really enjoy the. Uh, the first track on the album, Future Days. Oh yeah, okay. Well, let's. Uh, we we haven't heard that one yet. Let's uh, check that one out.
Something just occurred to me, Rob. I don't think that we've actually mentioned the name of the f- the female vocalist for Penetration. Um, you know, we spent a long, a lot of time talking about, you know, how visionary her performance is. Um, so it seems like an oversight. We don't mention that her name is um, uh, Pauline Murray. And I think that she have have you seen any any uh footage of them performing yet? I, yeah, I have. I have oh, you actually. have. I've seen a video. Yeah. I I'm just I am really looking forward to um to kind of tracking the career. I I don't believe that they released uh very many albums. I think maybe only 3 or 4. But um, I am very much looking forward to to seeing what they they do moving forward. Yeah, uh, yeah, same here. Same well, here. Rob, what else do you want to talk about? Um, that's you know what I I don't know. Like we covered quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. This was this yeah. was fun. I mean, it was um, last episode. There were so many good albums that it was yeah. a little painful to because because we we had to pass by um a number of really wonderful songs i mean just you know for those albums only playing two songs was mm-hmm. seemed a bit of a shame so it's nice to circle back and you know pull yeah, I agree. pull out another one and yeah. and have a listen so so that was that was you a journey how, worth taking, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You you know how we will do this thing where where we'll say uh, this playlist is one of the best. You know, this is such a great playlist. Well, I think last episode's playlist and well this episode's playlist as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, a- some of the best. Actually, you know, I hadn't thought about this. We we have we haven't really done a playlist for a bonus track episode. I think maybe what I'll do is I'll just take these songs and stick them at the end of last episode since it's all go. the same artists. Yeah, there um, you go. So let's talk about what's coming up next. Oh, man. I, is your voice uh, yeah. raising up an octave? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about at all. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so Ecstasy, Ecstasy's first seven albums, I'm, I'm so excited, I'm waiting to see your picks oh, yeah. for this. Yeah, um, I'll get them to you. And this is, this is one episode that I don't have to do any preparation for. I know these, these albums like the back of my hand, I, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I just wait for your picks and, um, well, uh, I will say this, this is exciting for me because, you know, I talk about how I've listened to a bunch of ecstasy, uh, over the time we've known each other and I have a lot of their albums. I have a lot of their music because of my work with MWR. Um, I didn't actually play a lot of them on music world radio and I regret it, but Mm -hmm. I am about to have my mind blown, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I can't wait. 
So let's uh, let's remind everybody that next month, the month of August, uh-huh. we we are taking off. So we will um, almost certainly release one episode, but there is a good chance it will only be one episode released in August. I think we're going to take a real break yeah. this time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, it is past due. For sure. Um, and it has been a little while since since I've pulled out, um, since I pulled a Beetlejuice. So I think I'll go <laughs> ahead and do that right now. Yeah, for sure. You ready for that? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Go to Apple Podcasts, write a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, write a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, write a review. Did it work? Um hang on I'm writing a review oh, okay yeah is is yeah. the review Joseph's gag about Beetlejuicing <laughs> the reviews is getting really old oh, <laughs> I'm man, not gonna listen is, anymore the review the review is this is the best podcast in the world <laughs> um why don't you tell everybody how how they can get a hold of us via social media media yeah you guys can catch us on instagram we're there deep dives at deep cuts you can catch us on the facebook and on the twitter and uh, you can also send us an email at deep dives.deepcuts at gmail.com we uh we like to get your emails we like to hear uh you know hear you say nice things about us um but but you know, throw some ideas out there too. If there's something that we have missed that you think is really big, why not point it out to us? We'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, next episode next week. Gosh, next week. Oh, so I, soon. I, yeah. I guess we got to record this episode pretty soon, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, is. Uh, the ecstasy deep dive part one so excited about it I was thinking do you remember when we did the episode that featured ecstasy's debut album and one of our listeners had a suggestion for a song to feature but we didn't we didn't feature because it wasn't actually on the initial release and and also because we don't really take requests. <laughs> um, <laughs> we but, still appreciate you. Yeah, don't, don't get us but wrong. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking um, this would be an excellent opportunity to to feature that song. Can you remember what that song is? I do not. <laughs> well, neither do I. <laughs> Fantastic. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. And and go out on that song. Uh, does does it sound right that it was Dan who who, I think who you put mean, in that I request? Think, yeah, I think it might have been yeah. Dan. Yeah. So um, we will go out on that song, and um, we appreciate the participation of his. And it only took us what six months actually getting <laughs> getting around to featuring it but it's yeah. it's a good song it's a worthy song 
so or we so will. We, so we believe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah, actually it's worthy. It's, I, it I I remember listening to it and going because I you know it wasn't on the initial release, so I wasn't that familiar with it. But oh, I, yeah. I I remember liking it. I just cannot remember the name of the song. But um, we will go out on that. All right. Okay, next week, Ecstasy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, Exhibit A is um, this song that we're going to go out on off of their debut. Out. Well, actually, excuse me, it was a B-side originally on a single and then included as a bonus track on... Um, later releases of their debut album, uh, White Music. Yeah. When we're laying 